My name is Doug. This is Mr. Wright. And these are the last of the questions from listeners just like you. This is the final epilogue episode. Epilogue, of course, is at the end of the piece, uh, but there is one more episode coming down the road in a couple weeks, entitled Eulogy, which is just what it sounds like. But let's get right into your questions as opposed to the depressing end of this show. <laughs> First question, moving between mediums. Um, I've had a few people reach out to me about this, especially because I've talked a lot about Fear Agents, uh, which is a online interactive novel, uh, and then its sister book, Shroud. That's the working title. And Shroud is going to be more of a um, traditionally published piece. It might be online, it might be physical print, but um, it's going to be more of a straightforward book as opposed to the insane-looking um, branched other worlds, parallel dimensions take from fear agents. And really, going from medium to medium on this is going to be a bit tricky. I mean, I spent, I've, I've worked on fear agents for almost two years, I've realized, uh, and it's almost ready to be, you know, put out uh, to see the light of day. And then I went, you know, do I really want to work another two years on a sister publication that's going to be just as daunting, and my thought process was, no, no I don't. I think that I can still have as much fun writing new characters and old characters and reoccurring characters between Fear Agents and Shroud in just the same apt ability, uh, moving between medium to medium, and that's a choice that I consciously made. Um, do I see Shroud as a comic book? No. Do I see it as... A screenplay. No, I see it as um, a full-length novel, or possibly a series of novels, depending on how enterprising I decide to get on it. But the same way that I felt that with Fear Agents, it didn't work uh, as just a podcast. It didn't work as just a comic. It didn't work as just a novel. It needed to be. It needed to break the mold to exist. So the piece kind of informed what medium it was going to be written in and put out as. And that's something, when you have a kernel of an idea, look at it that way. I mean, is most people will go, it's going to be a book. But look at it different. Could it be a podcast? Could it be a comic? Could it be a film? A novella? Anything like that. I mean, the piece will, will tell you what it wants to be, usually near the beginning. Um, hopefully not near the end and you realize that you've wasted a lot of time working in a, in a different structure uh, that behooves the piece, the work itself. So it's a matter of just being really intuitive with what you're writing and getting a feel for, for what it is. Like I said, Fear Agents wasn't going to work. And we, tr I, we tried, uh, and I tried, to make it in different mediums, and it just nothing felt right. And then once my business partner and I clicked on this interactive novel thing with Instagram and Facebook and, a, and an audio component, it felt right. It felt like, I was like, this is what I want to work on. So, uh, sometimes it's going to be fits and, you know, tantrums at the start uh, until you finally figure out what it's going to be, but that's, that's part of the fun of writing, in my opinion. The next question is, where do my episode ideas come from? And really, 
outside of um, the epilogue episodes where I answer the questions, um, the the what's called the abyss episodes where I talk about what I'm taking in, uh, what's influencing me. The ideas just come from advice. Uh, they come from the questions you guys send, and I go, wow, I've gotten a lot about writing death scenes. Uh, I'm going to do an entire episode of that. As well as, like, you know, I just look at some of the unpublished pieces I've got, and I go, well, is there something here that, why is it unfinished? Can I talk about that? Or if it's a finished piece, you know, what is it trying to say? Is it something that deserves to be said to um, up-and-coming uh, professional writers or semi-pros or someone who just likes writing. That's just fine. Anyone can drink Gatorade. You don't have to be an athlete. But the idea is, I mean, they just come to me just like they would in any other kind of writing or creative type person. Um, on the the list of episode ideas that I've, I've got for like the last couple, um, the Stuff You Love episode, which was writing prequels, that came out of that I had been watching um, Better Call Saul and I watched the solo Star Wars movie and it went, I went, oh, writing prequels, like, let's talk about that, and what what are the pitfalls, and what are the, you know, triumphs you can have, and what's a good example, what's a bad example, so forth, so on, and using foreshadowing, things like that, where it just kind of came to me, and I went, oh, I mean, once again, like, who knows where ideas come from, uh, they just appear, and it's great, so... That's where I get the ideas for the episodes, I, I could go back... And look at the complete list of episode ideas, and it a lot of it just comes from really basic things where I want to be like, hey, here's where I kind of fell apart, or here's where I failed, or here's where I succeeded in writing for NaNoWriMo, uh, National Write a Novel Month, or, you know, this is uh, a great character piece I've got, and I haven't used it for anything, so let's talk about, you know, I'll read it, and then we'll talk about building characters, and we'll talk about building dialogue, so, just, you know, I wouldn't say general stuff. I mean, I, I try to get into the nuts and bolts of everything for education's sake, for entertainment's sake. Um, but the ideas just kind of come. Uh, kind of come to me, and uh, just like they would anyone else creative. So, it's just, you know, I, I much like I write down all the ideas in the Idea Dump, which was one of the earliest episodes, um, where I was like, this is a fantastic tool, and I think I should talk about it very early on. Um, I write down all the episode ideas for Mr. Wright, and I know that the show's going on a semi-hiatus, and I'm sure, in the meantime, I will think of more ideas for Mr. Wright as I take in more, as I write more, because really that's why the uh, show's going to be going on a break, uh, which I will talk more about on the next episode. Have I ever thought of teaching? No. Um... I not, have not even flirted with that idea. I don't have the patience. Uh, that's why this... If that was an itch I had to scratch, this show took care of it. Because people that wanted to hear me talk about this came to me. Uh, they would you know, download this. They would subscribe to it. I don't have to fight with anyone to understand the ideas that I'm trying to espouse. Uh, the advice I'm trying to give. Um, I do have the back and forth with these listener questions that I, you know, uh, would have in a classroom setting. But I, I don't have the patience to be a teacher, and I know myself well enough that that was never going to be anything I did. Um, and like I said, if there ever was an inkling of that, um, it was the show. And I went, okay, yes, I do have some things to say, but is it 
you know, I've, I've never come across as I am a professional teacher. Uh, this is just what I've learned from being a writer for years and years and being a semi-professional writer. These are, you know, kind of the, the hurdles that I want to warn people about so they don't get upset when they hit them because they didn't see them coming because they had these illusions of grandeur uh, about their first novel, you know, breaking the New York Times bestseller list and becoming a huge film franchise and uh, winning a bunch of Eagle Awards if it's comics or Eisner's uh, or Oscars for adapted screenplay. Like, it doesn't happen that way often. Uh, even less than often, I would say. Uh, there's the next question is, do you just write when you're motivated? I, kn I know I did an episode about this very early on. So if you're interested in kind of a longer form answer, um, you can go back and listen to that. I'll, I don't remember the name of the episode off the top of my head because I've done 80 of these. But no, I don't write just when I'm motivated. Now, usually once I start writing, um, I get into a groove and like lightning strikes the brain and I just feel like a Tyrannosaurus Rex on meth. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, to use a very specific and very recent um, example... Yesterday, uh, which was Sunday, and that's my writing day for the network, I had a list of things I needed to write. I have to update our blog, I have to work on a art piece for a friend that's got some text in it that I needed to write, and I needed to start working um, on Black Falls Season 6, Episode 2. I didn't really feel like writing. It was my Friday from the day job, and I was like, you know, I just, I just want to watch stuff, but I went, no, no sit down and write, and I got about 300 page, uh, 300 words, sorry, 300 words into the new Black Falls, and I, before I even surfaced, and I was like, oh, there's some really good lines in this, I don't quite know where it's going, but now I, I, I had kind of, not dug myself a hole, but kind of built myself a ladder that I didn't know where I was going to get off at, and I didn't realize that, like, I'd kind of hit um, the motivation threshold and I had not even realized that like I was writing uh, as much as I was I thought it was really slow going and tedious and then I went oh my god I've done 300 words and um, out of usually around 500 and I don't know where this is going and I'm excited to see where I'm going to take it when I finish it uh, in the next couple days so no I don't write just when I'm motivated I mean when I'm feeling motivated and I've got a good idea um, of course I read I, I can't pass that up but in terms of only writing when motivated, no, I tend to sit down um, at specific times. I have a schedule, which I know sounds boring, but um, using that structure really helps me because it's like when I wake up in the morning, I go, okay, by the end of the day, you have a list of things you need to have written. Um, if you know, you know, may not finish them, um, but as long as I can start them or get a kernel of an idea so I can come back to it later, um, anything that shows forward momentum and pro uh, progress on any of the pieces uh, is a win. So I just sit down every Sunday and go, okay, this is what I need to do. Uh, lastly, uh, writing to music and piece soundtracks. This is something I picked up from two different comic books. Um, one was... Blue Monday by China Clugston Major, and she would write down in like little panels, like little notes, when you were reading it, like what she was drawing to, or what the characters were listening to, or there was a, 
a song that like perfectly fit as a soundtrack to the comic, and that really intrigued me. I liked that. As well as when I was reading the afterword to a Mark Wade Flash collection, I believe I want to say it was Dead Heat. I could be wrong in that. He talked about writing to the Magnificent Seven soundtrack uh, and how that was thematically what was going on in the comic that, you know, it influenced the story and it was a great thing to write to. I don't write to music with words. Um, I find it very distracting. I end up singing along or it's not the right mood for whatever I'm writing. But I do have, like, film scores that I listen to when I'm writing. Uh, the Fight Club soundtrack is a fantastic one. Anything really by Hans Zimmer. Uh, the kind of the moodiness of all of the work he did with Batman Begins uh, and uh, the Dark, specifically the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Because um, they had very specific tonal qualities for each character. Um, Batman and then Joker and Bane. And... I find that to be a little better in terms of writing, uh, whether it's influencing what I'm writing or not. Uh, like I said, it's something in the background and something in the back of my brain can chew on for a while, as well as my ears, and it doesn't have words to distract me. Um, now, when I'm, I've, I've written pieces where I will drop like references to songs that I think would fit there. I believe one of the first pieces I ever wrote that got published, as well as one of the earliest pieces for the show was uh, Finders Keepers, Losers Reapers, and I believe there's a couple references to Blue Oyster Cult and Oingo Boingo um, that kind of thematically fit, and I wanted to, you know, put that in the reader's head. It's like, this should be playing in the background of, you know, the characters doing what they're doing, or when you're reading it, or just have it in your head. Um, so it's always fun to play around with uh, music as kind of an accent or highlight to what's going on in your pieces, as well as, like I said, listening to something thematically that might influence uh, what you're writing and how you're writing. It's always fun to experiment with as well. And that is the last question from the last episode of Epilogue. So remember, you keep writing, they'll keep reading. Right on. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher. Oh, yeah.